Good morning, Canada. <laughs> Good mo- morning. Good morning, Winnipeg. Hey, buddy, you got a Timbit? <laughs> Is that what the proles sound like in Canada? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I sent you photos. This hottie asked me for smoke. <laughs> what do thugs sound like in Canada? What are thugs? Describe a Canadian thug to us. Like a, like that voice I did, like a kind of trashy. It sounds so. They all kind of look like. Um, oh, sorry. It sounds so vanilla, though. No, it's like um, it's benign. They all look like January sixth insurgents. Mm-hmm. It's like the, you know, the meme that's like the grid of like Trump supporters, where it's like wraparound shades, <laughs> like IPA dads. <laughs> IPA dads, no. <laughs> No, like, there's definitely, like, a, this, I'd say Canada-wide, like, white trash aesthetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even when they have, like, $80,000 trucks. <laughs> like, right. So, like, the hot construction workers at the mall yesterday, at mm-hmm. the food court. Well, how, how have you been enjoying yourself? Uh, I've had an amazing time. I've been here a week so far. Mm-hmm. I'm in Winnipeg, Canada, by the way, if anyone doesn't know. Nice to be on a similar, on an adjacent time zone. I know, just one one hour away. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like our lag is much better with the connection. Oh, right. It sounds much more immediate. Right. Which is interesting. Well, technology in Germany <laughs> would, exactly. would not down that hill. <laughs> Um, but it's been nice. I got here a week ago. I've done so much. It's insane. Like even the first two days I already did so much. Mm-hmm. Um, caught up with a lot of friends, having nice times with my parents because they're moving back to Poland. Cute. So it's so weird being here and kind of like having all these, uh, this is your life moments. <laughs> Wait, so will this be your, I mean, it won't be your last visit, but... Yeah, I'll visit again in the future, but it's, you know, it's expensive to fly here. I'll have to rent a car. Mm-hmm. I'll have to stay with friends for sure. Um, which, so it's all doable, but just, you know, it's a few more hurdles. Is Marianne liquidating his entire uh, bike inventory? Uh, there's only like two bikes left, which is good. Oh, nice. And, but he's trying to sell the business. So if anyone wants to run a bike store in Winnipeg, let me know. Mm-hmm. All the tools will be there. The accolade and the fame are included in the <laughs> price. Uh, there's haughty customers that come in. So And there's a wooden uh, tire rim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone brought in a wooden rim yesterday. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like uh, a, someone riding a penny farting? <laughs> I always thought it's farthing. <laughs> oh, maybe it is. <laughs> it's one of those words where in my head, like, like restaurateur. <laughs> I always thought it was restaurateur. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but anyway, the food here is so good. I've had so many fun snacks, mm-hmm. all my favorites, uh, and fun new things. Um, I had a fun, like, suburban casual eatery dinner with my parents yesterday mm-hmm. um and that's been good and today i'm going to the lake for my friend andrew's birthday Cute. i'll be there till monday i gotta say my only my only segue that's canada related is that we started very lately late to the game to watch uh handmaid's tale <laughs> like a week and a half ago <laughs> I just randomly saw the trailer for the like the new season or whatever on YouTube, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. having a lull, I can watch something new. And you know me, I'm rare to like watch new things. Um, mm-hmm. And the first two episodes were just really engrossing and like uh, captivating. So I, uh, so I, uh, well, it didn't take too much convincing to get Jordan to get on board. Um, oh, nice. So we've been watching the first season, and I guess I can. S- make spoilers at this point so many years <laughs> later uh a good chunk of it takes place in canada at least like season one or two honestly okay i don't even know where they're 
taking this show because like the original book is uh it's just one book it's not like a whole series or anything Mm -hmm. and so it's like the first book is the first season plus the like first episode of the second season or whatever and then it like takes off and you really notice when the like show's writers take on the reins because it starts to get really like Uh, what you'd imagine the like the whole cliche sort of cinematic universe of handmaid's tale to be there's like a scene where she takes refuge in like the uh the abandoned uh boston globe like um (laughs) building where they like uh executed free thinkers and journalists and there's the wall where they uh all line them up against that's like Mm. covered in blood and she like she erects a monument to the memory of lost oh souls. How how Park Slope? Um, it's extremely Park Slope. It's crazy because there's a lot of flashbacks in the show, and it's actually those flashbacks that are the most kind of evocative and distressing because it's flashbacks to like 2008, like you know, mustache on a forefinger kind of. Oh my god! Era, yeah. and it just hits very close to home. Indie sleaze. Yeah. Um, why did I bring that up? What did you ask that I re- answered in response? <laughs> Just what have we been up to? <laughs> no, you you're like I made it. You want to make a Canadian segue? No, no. But <laughs> why did I bring up the flashbacks? I feel like it was a uh, in response to something I, I brought up. I don't know. Anyways, it's um, it's not a bad show. Elizabeth Moss is great. We'll forgive her for being a freaky Scientologist. <laughs> Um. Oh, and like, what's her name? Sorry, I'm just gonna have to derail this for another second. Handmaid's Tale. I'm trying to uh, tell, trying to look up the name of this other actress. I mean, it is ironic. Elizabeth Moss is in this. <laughs> Everything's ironic about <laughs> a show about like you know control. Um, Yvonne Stravowski plays Serena jo- Joy. I don't know if you know mm. this actress. She's Australian, and she just has the worst accent possible. Like uh, American sorry. accent, she sounds Yugoslavian or something. <laughs> also, Joseph Fiennes, what an unattractive man! Oh yeah, like really did not age well. Did he win an Oscar for Shakespeare in Love? Sorry, I was thinking of Ralph Fiennes. No, he's fine, but just like <laughs> Joseph Fiennes is like imploding. No, I don't. I don't know. Also, Alexis Bladel is that her? Is that how you say her name? Oh yeah, I know the name, but I can't picture her. She's Wowie, Wowie Gilmo, Gilmore Girls. She's the girl. Oh, oh her, yeah, yeah. Like she's the annoying girl. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. It was sort of in the background when I was growing up. Yeah, it was always on on TV, but I never yeah. watched it. Oh, the reason why I brought this up, not just because like. Parts of it take place in Canada because everyone's trying to escape Gilead to like mm-hmm. Canada, obviously. But <laughs> they're trying to escape the prep uh, <laughs> distribution. It's fine because one, there's a dyke on the show that's made into a handmaid, and then she manages to escape. And then they they take you through the whole like refugee intake process in Canada, and so they give her an envelope, and it's supposed to like symbolize how like you know she's reached like uh she's made it into this haven to the promised land and so they give her like a uh free healthcare card and like free prescription like oh my god this is why americans are so annoying when it comes to canada it's all this show <laughs> yeah uh and i it made me think of like ye, like how, how expensive you told me prep is in canada yeah and I'm, i was thinking to myself okay they gave her like a rx card and like what is she going to be able to like use it for one <laughs> for one bottle yeah. of something her like amoxicillin she needs once every three years yeah like. exactly um ooh, bradley whitford is on the show Ooh, can't wait to keep watching it i'd love him yeah just so just so you americans know it's not the promised land no. I mean, it's marginally better that you won't get like shot anywhere you go or like pushed on the train tracks. Also, the show the show is like uh, you know in post in post production, it's like it's put on a really heavy like bleak filter. Like a oh, I was gonna say, I imagine this is like very blue tone. It's like, very blue. It's like a New York Times dim photos. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. hashtag New York Times dim photos. Yeah, everyone check out at uh nyt dim photos on twitter <laughs> it's a really amazing new twitter account it's a great compendium for a, uh, the affliction of our aesthetic generation 
<laughs> um. Anyway, also there's I, like a random uh, one one off one episode Marissa Tomei cameo. She's totally underutilized for just a oh. single episode, and it also took us like five good minutes into the episode to realize it was her because like. It's like in the colonies, like the the version of the gulag, and also the filter is so heavy that you can't make out anyone's face. Uh, um. Anyways, thanks, color grader. We've been enjoying it. I totally see why it like rotted people's brains because it's just like really good manipulative art. Yeah. This show it's like it's really intense and it hits very close to home and it like it's there's a plausible sort of deniability to everything. Also Clea Duval is in it for a short bit. There's just great cast in this show. Sorry for being oh, like nice. sounds like we recorded You're a fangirl now. I am, I'm all for that. It just sounds like we're recording this in like 2017 <laughs> and I'm about to hit the street with my <laughs> with my red gown and your bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's cute because they like they constantly call women sluts on the show. <laughs> um, well, yeah, they should make like really... a they should make a gay like a monkeypox gay version of this show. Uh, I signed up for my vaccine yesterday. Have you been August sixteen? Have you been abstaining in the mean meanwhile? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not having any contact with homosexuals. Um, I mean, it's coming to straight people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I really hope they don't flag me as having an invalid health number. Wait. <laughs> Speaking of the promised land. Isn't it free, though, in Canada? It is free, but you have to be resident for six months. Um, what if you're like a refugee so. or whatever? That's one of those gray areas. Uh, you know, like if someone comes here as a student, like they don't necessarily have health care, even though they're here for a whole year mm-hmm. or like four years or whatever. Right. Uh, so because I don't live here, I'm not present six months of the year. My benefits are cut out. But also, like, I don't know if they know that I'm away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that like information is linked with like border crossing data which they have i wish there was like uh, a web like a transparency database online of like what governments share what information exactly. with each other um so but i don't want to like call them and ask so anyway when i go to the clinic i'm just gonna tell them like here's a situation like i you know the only way to do this was to sign up online or yeah. call a 1-800 number so I put in my health number. It worked, but like I'm willing to pay. So you should just like you we'll should see. pull a Leah Michelle and be like, I'm illiterate. <laughs> or uh, excuse me, I can't get this. I'm going to be a dangerous vector. Meanwhile, tourists from America are coming to Toronto and Montreal to get this. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, I got mine at this point what three weeks ago, and I don't know it for a fact, but like two and a half weeks ago, or like two. Yeah, two weeks ago and change. I either caught a stomach bug or something, but oh, literally no. only yesterday after two and a half weeks, whatever I had lifted. But like oh, I was... At, I'm glad you're better. I was at like 70% capacity cognitively oh, and physically God. for like two and a half weeks. And I still have a fucking bump on my arm oh. from the vaccine. So thanks for like... Mm. Sc- thanks for the scarlet letter, the gay scarlet letter. Well, I was sitting at Starbucks a couple of days ago, and this um, man in short shorts and a tank top and flip-flops came in. Yeah, I thought they uh, did away with genders in Canada. (laughs) So I automatically clocked him as a gay, Mm -hmm. uh, and it was confirmed when I saw a tiny Band-Aid on the back of his Mm -hmm. arm. And yeah, I was that's like, the, that's the left earring. Of e- exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's not the usual vaccine injection site. They do it on the back of the arm. And it felt the same way. Like when I had first seen the first iPhone in a Starbucks mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I'm sitting in a Starbucks and I glance up and it's like, Ooh, this is my first time seeing someone that had just gotten the monkey box mm-hmm. vaccine. <laughs> you remember that Starbucks like six years ago or so had those, uh, embedded, uh, she chargers. <laughs> it was like a test trial or something. <laughs> Those shine brand chargers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was the same era of like, let's race together. I feel like it <laughs> totally. coincided. 
Uh, you know what I miss at Starbucks? The banana smoothies they had. Oh, I it was like 2009 them. or 10. They introduced like protein powder smoothies with the like frozen banana. Sounds <laughs> problematic. <laughs> they were very chalky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I do remember it. There we go. Um, I'm still bulking, so you're bulking. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Uh, we just came from Boston from Jordan's opening, which was a fabulous. Looked amazing. Congratulations, Jordan. Um, it looked great. It felt great. Um, so many friends were out there. That's so sweet. Yeah, totally. Jordan's mom came out on the train. Um, I don't know what to like. It was my first visit to Boston, and I don't know what to make of it, honestly. Yeah, we're sorry, Boston Visitors Bureau. <laughs> it's just weird. I mean, we stayed in like this like new part of town. It's like... Um, basically looks like toronto meets a fidei mm. yeah um what's this neighborhood called it's just really clinical new and did cl- you see the cheers bar no i didn't <laughs> that's my only boston reference i mean i went to boston 2015 mm-hmm. like or no 2016 when beyonce's formation dropped <laughs> the single literally that weekend um, I thought I thought we wouldn't acknowledge her on this episode. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know we'll have to talk about the album. I think that's that will be our key topic today. Oh my God. <laughs> um, uh, I was not a fan of Boston. I found people to be like Berlin levels of rude. I didn't know this. That um, they were perfectly fine. It just felt <sighs> Canadian to me in the sense that like I couldn't. I just couldn't tell. Like, it didn't feel particularly American, so it had this mm-hmm. like sort of vanilla. It's all the Irish, yeah, the Irish. We stayed in like Free Point, which, as was explained to me, was kind of like just parking lots on parking lots up until like ten years ago or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I did make an effort. I like the heat was just so unbearable. It was like ninety-seven degrees. God, like real feel, one hundred and six. Uh, which is what in Celsius, like 38, 39? Yeah, probably like 39 or 40 or something. Um, so like one morning I went over to uh, Cambridge to, uh, I went to the to Harvard Art Museum and the Natu- Museum of Natural History, which was great. Cambridge is great. Like yeah, I, Cambridge is really cute. I loved it. It felt uh, very uh, like Harry Potter-ish, I guess. Made me want to attend Harvard. Yeah, we could be founders if we go there. Yes. Um, the Harvard Art Museum, just so we have some art art content on this episode, the Harvard Art Museum uh, has a great collection. It's very well designed. It's f- oh, it's, is it that Brutalist building? No, that's the Corbus- no. Corbusier building. Oh. Uh, I think the CCVA is there, uh, and I missed it. I then looked it up on the website and like there was the person who has a show there is un- unbeknownst to me um but yeah the art museum the harvard art museum is great it's like four floors and it's designed chronologically like in a ring as you ascend the um the floors i highly enjoyed it it was also novel to me to not have to wear a mask indoor in a museum setting so i enjoyed that Oh, amazing. Um, the Natural Museum History is great. I finally got to see their glass flowers exhibit, which is like a 50-year endeavor by like a freak father and a freak son to like create a, a whole like room full of like botanical uh, artifacts made of glass, like down to the like like strands of like spores. Like every everything's made of glass, which is insane. First of all, why would you want to do it? Second of all, why would you do it? Um, and also, it kind of didn't really look like glass because it aged at this point. So it's like, it's not as glossy, I guess, as it used to be originally. Whatever. I highly enjoyed my visit. I hit the streets as early as possible in the morning because it just got so impossibly hot later that day. Um, oh, and one last diss, Boston diss. The food is so weird. <laughs> like, food culture there is like, the first night we dined at this like Greek restaurant, 
It was like at the ground floor of a of a high rise, which like when when do we ever dine at a restaurant that's um, located in the yeah. lobby or like the ground floor of a, a high rise? That sounds like Chicago, Winnipeg. It sounds um, like the restaurant we went to in Toronto with the ga- with your gallery. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. That that was the vibe. Totally. That's the aesthetic vibe. I had a lobster roll and it was disappointing. It's like I'm not a big fan of like just tart a uh, like flavor profile. Mm-hmm. I just, it was fun. And they're too expensive. Yeah, it really doesn't justify the cost. No, and I get it, it's lobster, but like I'd rather just have like a grilled lobster. Mm-hmm. Um, also, why I lo- found the sandwich to be so overhyped and disappointing yeah. when I had it. Also, like I could barely taste a thing. Why is lobster so expensive? I thought it used to be like they used to feed it to <laughs> prisoners or something. <laughs> I mean, it's being caught right there. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I I didn't enjoy it particularly. We did spend the day before we got to Boston at a uh, friend of a pod. Emma's house in Western Mass in Northampton, one word, Northampton. Um, (laughs) Northampton. So I got to visit her beautiful studio. Looked amazing. Um, What else? We got to go to, we we visited the cute downtown area. Um, Yeah, just dipped in some natural body of water. (laughs) Had great food. (laughs) Had a had a McDonald's drive through, um, oh, yes. McFlurry. <clears throat> Which flavor? They only have Oreos. Okay. At this point, um, yeah, that sums up my past week. As- mm. Aside from the fact that I finished my my rabbinical, my theological <laughs> summer program. A week and a half ago. Oh my god, it's done! It is done. It was done. Uh, yeah, I like Crazy. almost. Yeah, I almost fainted the day before. <laughs> day before the last day, I had to like leave early, and I wound up at the city MD dehydrated. Um, oh no! And this like really dark, <laughs> uh, dark like dark tone Jewish like black yarmulke doctor <laughs> administered the. Well, he he ordered the IV of fluids. Uh, and he was so. Str- I like told him, "Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna faint," because he was about to like prick me with a needle, and I have a problem with oh needles. And he started, oh. he started getting so flustered because I started losing all the color in my face. Oh my god! And he was like, "Don't worry about it. You're sitting. You can faint if you'd like. You're safe here." <laughs> um. So I, I had to talk myself out of fainting. Oh no! I'm like a I'm like a frail shtetl. I mean, that class sounded frail. It was. <laughs> I had the time of my life, though. I've, you were the, you were the icing on the cake of the um, medical issues. So. Yeah, I truly had the time of my life. It was such a great month, and I'm I have a Zoom on Monday with the like uh, director of like um, graduate admission. To explore mm-hmm. the possibility of doing a master's there. Oh my God, exciting! Um, if I ever met, like am able to uh, pass the hurdle of getting my transcripts from Germany. <laughs> if we have any German listeners, please like slide into my DMs with some advice on how to uh, how to <sighs> go about that. I feel like they're just like. They're waiting at their computer for like um, innocent, <laughs> totally. innocent victims to torture <laughs> bureaucracy. Due to privacy concerns, we cannot send you your transcript. <laughs> oh no, sorry, you had to check a box in this like five hundred page contract when you uh, enrolled originally in our school, and because it's not checked, it doesn't meet the HEPA criteria. <laughs> Oh, according to our bylaws from uh, 1939, we cannot send your transcript to a Jewish institution. <laughs> oh, sorry. All our funds are uh, diverted to Gerhard Schroeder's <laughs> retirement fund. So, His retirement slush fund. <laughs> sorry, we're conserving energy due to uh, the cutting of uh, natural gas from uh, from Russia. <laughs> Um, your number, oh, your yeah. number forty-five on the line. <laughs> uh. 
<laughs> Anyways, if there's any um any ad- German admin staff, <laughs> any admin queens. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's a shame you're. Wait, it's a shame you're not here. We could have gone uh, to a Chromatica ball. <laughs> oh my god! Like uh, like everybody else, I'll oh say it again. God. If you had good tickets, you didn't pay for them out of pocket. <laughs> Throatmatica. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Homatica. Um. Yeah. Who was there that we know? Mm. My friend went there. He got tickets. Uh, Jordan's friend, uh, friend of the pod, Jed. I think he's going to see her in Philly because a friend of his. Sorry, Jed, if you're listening and I'm divulging too much information here. But, uh, he got tickets from a friend. It's like VIP, like booth oh, or something. So you can see her up close in all her 5-2 glory. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, at least she's not doing Joanne songs oh, on the tour. Yeah, you remember we like we'd listen to that album in Italy on our residency. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean. Okay. I know. In the group chat this morning, there was some Gaga shade. I would go see the show, but like, I wouldn't pay for it. Oh, for sure. I would also go see it. I just so I can't like what's I can't even remember any songs of the album. It came out so long ago and it was not memorable in the first place. So the passage of time is not doing it any favors. Yeah, I will say, though, I think she's like at the top of her game with this, like the energy and choreography and et cetera. Like, I don't know. When that Vegas residency happened, it really felt like it was the end because it just looked so shitty. Horrible costumes, horrible wigs, horrible production, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least this is kind of like, you know, peak 2010 Gaga back. Her career is so funny because she never really. It's like we're keeping her on life support. She never like <laughs> she never properly like peaked and stayed at that level like her quality level is just too like all over the place yeah i i don't know i mean i think i I think she's a better actress than she's a musician she just has really bad taste she doesn't have good taste in like production like aesthetic value and she doesn't necessarily work with the best people yeah um like I, uh, I appreciate the phenomenon of Lady Gaga, but like musically speaking, uh, it, like, I don't, I don't need to listen to her yeah. as often as I felt like I did with like Madonna or, or other artists where I keep feeling like I need to give give them another chance or like cut them some more slack because, like, yeah. Listen, I gave the Beyonce album a good week and a half, and I gave up because it's just not for me. But yeah, it's just um like there's some nice like beats on it, but it's just like like the polemics are like uh, like oh, whatever okay and like the and like oh so your your uncle died of AIDS like not now you remember that now it's a thing all of a yeah, sudden yeah. like yeah and then people are like oh but you mentioned at the Glad Awards and it's like yeah that was like three years ago mm-hmm. like I don't know it's a whole leaning into uh kind of thematics and storylines where like no one can say like okay well the album's not that great he's like oh well it's not great then you clearly hate like black trans women right Uh, and the queer community as a whole like and even um, even lemonade wasn't great it was just boring yeah self-titled was amazing yeah and, be- and it's like and like l- lest we forget before the self-titled album she produced like really corny pop music like sure great hits yeah bad bad taste bad aesthetics yeah. uh, like fun fun musical moments but yeah. nevertheless really tacky yeah but it was it was throwaway pop songs yeah totally which i love yeah like freakum dress but <laughs> Uh, it just goes to show that you have to associate yourself with good producers because the self-titled album, like I, I don't know what hit her with that album because it's just great. The mood is great. Yeah. Um, 
and you like listen to it as a whole it's like uh it's like a confessions type like song cycle in that exactly you don't like pick and choose you listen to it from beginning to end yeah definitely um well yeah speaking of which i'm sorry i missed madonna at the ice rink at bryant park (laughs) the other day disco oasis Mm -hmm. why does she only do the jimmy fallon show i wonder it's true i feel like there's i feel like she has some long-running nbc relationship that i can't put my finger on yes because even like the confessions tour on nbc like that happened in 2006 right because i remember Um, her coming on coming on the uh, kelly and ryan show like six years ago or so when she had first started gaining weight like menopause era she was wearing that floral dress and it was the first time i saw her like oh, yeah. vulnerable because she like brought it up she's like oh yes you might have noticed but i've gained all this weight and i don't feel great about it oh. and her face was all fucked up from like um a first round of like aggressive work which is like i feel like she's figured out her like new face now but it took six or so years yeah of really extreme trial and error Oh, she looks insane though. Yeah, it's like they. I mean, it's like they. It's like a mask. It's like <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Oh my god! Her huge head, like it's just a bobble head on like a tiny neck. Well, need to watch the Jimmy Fallon episode. I haven't seen it, and her birthday is coming up. Her birthday is a day away from my dad's. Yes, which is sweet. Um. And then her, what's it called? What's, wait, I'm looking at it right now on Apple Music. Oh, Finally Enough Love. Finally Enough Love. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how could I forget? It's all she hashtags ever <laughs> on any of her stories. And it was a 50 dance hit compilation. I mean, speaking of which, she, she, for the vast majority of her career, had the good judgment and taste to associate herself with great tastemakers and producers but one thing she consistently got wrong throughout her career was the remixes yeah that's true there's like like offer nisim <laughs> like really bad trance yeah the musical style no, there's some not the good thing <laughs> there's some good remixes from like 2002 through to like yeah, just before American Life and American Life, there's good remixes. And then there's some good remixes around Confessions era. And that's it. But they're like, they're, they're so far and few. Like, Oh, there was a good Don't Cry For Me Argentina remix in the 90s. <laughs> like maybe a Junior Vasquez remix before they had a falling out. And he had to make a song called um, If Madonna Calls, I'm Not Here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just never understood the necessity of remixing songs that are that to begin with are like dance adjacent tracks. Like what's the point yeah. of like taking it up a notch? I think just for the dance floor cuz people don't want to hear like just a standard album version usually. Yeah, but like if you dropped any of the tracks from uh, Confessions on the Dance Floor at a party, like people will dance to that true this gay wedding i was at and friend of the pod melissa was burning up the dance floor mm-hmm. what did they play <laughs> uh there's a lot of kind of like disco ish music mm-hmm. but then of course some other you know yeah. fun things like kylie and madonna and right it was a gay wedding so mm-hmm. <laughs> um so if you had to rate madonna's five best albums oh my god in ascending order what would they be oh my god okay number five. Oh god uh erotica mm-hmm. four um god let's see i had i should be sketching this out <laughs> <laughs> okay is this like just my opinion or what i th- God. no no your opinion it doesn't have to be commensurate with like public opinion okay i'd say my favorite album to listen to kind of all the way through is confessions on the dance floor so that's number one mm-hmm. 
I actually love American Life. Why are you saying actually it's a genuinely great album? I know it is. Okay, here. I'm just going to tell you the ones I love and then I'll try to sort them. Mm -hmm. Okay, Confessions, American Life, um, Ray of Light, Mm -hmm. Music. Mm -hmm. I don't think most people that's like in their top, but I think it's an amazing album. Um, Bedtime Story. Mm -hmm. Erotica. Is that five? Uh, I wasn't counting along, but okay. Um, basically, it's like I'm into like Madonna from like 1990 mm-hmm. to like 2006. Yeah, definitely. That's like the peak for me, and like the 80s stuff is cute, and like I think like Like a Prayer is an amazing song, yeah. and there's like a few other good songs on that album. But like I don't really care about like the Like a Virgin, Like a Prayer, or the first album, right? But for me, it's like she really hit her stride in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I can't really sort those into like a hierarchy. Well, but it's that era. I concur. How are you? I concur. I think Confessions is also, uh, it tops the charts for me. But then I would add the Confessions tour to the list, mostly because there's some other songs on it from like previous eras that are oh i love the confessions tour that are like the live thing yeah they're rendered so perfectly in the style of confessions yeah and that's the thing she would always be really good at in the live shows she would like really really capture a theme a really inventive theme and like would um make these adjust like you know she would um like adapt older songs to the theme or the spirit of the live show. So she really yeah. does it perfectly in the Confessions uh, tour. Um, yes, it's very like succinct. Yeah. For example, Erotica, this kind of yeah, it's disco incredible. version is so good. Yeah. Amazing production and it feels fresh yeah. and doesn't feel like stuck in the 70s. And Yeah. And also, uh, I'm going to tell you a secret. The live album is great. There's some oh, other great. great versions on it. Yes, um, I saw that live as well. Oh, really? Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I like one album I w- wouldn't make the cut for me is Ray of Light. Oh, I know you're I, not like, a fan. I appreciate it for it's, you know, the like the uh the sort of 180 she surprised us with, but it just doesn't have lasting power for me. Um, erotica is one of my all-time favorites. And actually Bedtime Stories is less so a favorite of mine than Erotica. Um, and American Life. It's just I don't know what it is about it. It's just like it's stood the test of time somehow. I remember listening to it when it first dropped in two thousand three, and I like I remember the sort of the disappointment, but I was drawn to it at the same time, and and like I haven't stopped listening to it in yeah nineteen years. Yeah. Um, no definitely yeah what are the what are her three worst albums <laughs> um god i don't know mdna yeah mdna is particularly bad because at least what was the one before mdna oh no wait which one's worse rebel heart or mdna they're both equally bad yeah, but I, they both have like some fun songs, but then just like as a whole, she feels checked out. Mm-hmm. Um, those hard candy is actually oh, fun, I but love I love hard candy. Yeah, it is fun, but it's not something I like regularly listen to. I like yeah. listen to it a lot when it came out. Yeah. Um, but again, it just felt like she was so desperate to have something huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, the co- think, the collabs on Hard Candy are just the worst. There's they're cringy even in 2022. I know. Like, and the videos are cringy and like yeah, like nerds and Justin Timberlake. Oh my god, just awful. Oh my god. Um, yeah. I also I then, this, when Madame X came out, I like I still enjoyed. I don't listen to it very often, and I saw her perform it live in uh, Philadelphia. It's it's not bad. It's, no, it's, it's special. Yeah, no, there's some there's some cringy songs on it, but like 
It's something where, as a musician, she wanted to try something new. Yeah, which I always appreciate. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is turning out to be a Madonna episode. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is a gay podcast. <laughs> um, it's under LGBTQ plus uh, on Apple Podcasts. So, Oh, wait, didn't you hear they're separating the LGB from the TQA plus? Oh, my God. Because turns out they're utterly unrelated. Oh well. Because what is the what is how are lesbians, gays, and bisexuals in any way related in terms of a common cause to uh, trans, queer, and asexual, and the plus plus, especially asexual. No one cares about asexuals. Yeah. <laughs> also, who lobbied for that? Like, really? Was that are a, they really an aggrieved class of people? Was that a pity, like, was that a pity addition or somebody actually lobbied for that? It's like I have a flaming pitchfork because you're asexual. Yeah. Um, I'm also. I think it's like for the benefit and the favor of trans and well, Q, Q, um, queer people could stay. Q with, is for like straight people that think they're funky. Okay, yeah. so like queer should like be the maybe the umbrella term for LGBT plus. But, like, truly, trans people, I don't know that lesbians, gay, and bi share a common cause with trans people. And I don't know that it does a favor to the trans cause to be associated and affiliated with, especially the gays. You do not want to be associated. Some whiny-ass gay on Twitter. Yeah, you really don't (laughs) want to be associated with gays. And if you have any doubts about that, just, like, log on to some of those white gays. uh, um (laughs) summer sojourns to uh yeah. the pines twitter uh sorry twitter um uh denture gaze as we call them yeah st- standing online to get their monkey pox shot in their calved hands on the uh on the uh, in the pines <laughs> i just love the news footage and new york times stories every time they talk about the vaccination process that was like... that was hateful footage like <laughs> It's like really short, like pink khakis. Yeah, a tote bag, a too tight T-shirt. <laughs> uh, some really inappropriate tank top that you would not be permitted to enter a business in. Iced coffee in hand, the, the gay grasp, se- several several items in one hand, a contrapasto pose. <laughs> It's like we get it. You're gay. All you have to do is show up to get your monkeypox shot. Yeah, you just have to tell them that you're having multiple sex partners. Yeah, you don't have to prove it. Um, <laughs> my God, that's what I'm saying though. I mean, the reason why I brought this up is because like gays cannot, they cannot, the white gays can just not control themselves. They will like, <laughs> they will upend like the world world order so that they don't have to stop having access to like <laughs> sex with multiple partners every week it's just the world will burn down but like if you see a shared cause between that and like you know trans people um god bless you well umbrella otherness but then who who isn't other in this alienating society? Mm-hmm. I guess so. Um, any, anything um, art-related coming up for you that we should discuss so that we don't uh, hemorrhage more listeners? <laughs> uh, I'm doing a show in Mexico City. Yes. If anyone's around, um, we can go to Shake Shack there. <laughs> no, you need you need some you I'm need kidding. some good local food in Mexico I'm City. Kidding. Go have some guac I'm with uh, roasted the uh, grasshoppers. Oh my god, not having grasshoppers. Um, get some get some good mole. That's that's yeah. No, I love mole. Yeah. Um, can't wait to get just clogged up by hominy <laughs> in general. <laughs> Can't wait for my altitude sickness to kick in. That is so intense. Yeah, I was gasping for air. I the was first also few gasping days. for it. Like between that and the poor air quality there, like how do people not yeah. heal over in the street? I know. Um, I will also go to Shoppers Drug Mart, the Canadian Super Farm. Mm-hmm. 
to get a little uh, apotheca kit ready. Well, you should really... If you know what I mean. <laughs> you should really get around to doing all those things you didn't get around to doing last time you were there. Like all the, the fun touristy stuff. I know. I should. Like you should go to the Humex and the Barahan house. Yeah. No, I will. I will. Um. Um. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Thanks, Boo. Wish you were there. Yes. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm going to Israel on Monday for a couple of weeks. Exciting. For a friend's wedding, and then when I come back, I like have to go back to school, aka teaching, mm. a couple of days later. Um. But I'm excited for that. New year, new beginnings. That's exciting. Uh, did you get your school supplies? <laughs> <laughs> like what? Xanax? <laughs> Adderall? Um, a strap? Uh, what kind of strap? I'm kidding. It's like, I think it was still legal to like spank kids when I was in school. Uh, <laughs> and they used to have a strap to like spank you with. God, you know, I teach at a private school. I don't think that... I that know. was even a possibility like 50 years ago. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Well, if you ever need advice, you should talk to my friend Andrew. He also teaches at a private Jewish school. Oh, right. So. Yeah. And after we record this episode, I, go, I have to go ship some work that's going to a show in LA and september so exciting more info soon for listeners oh um, uh, do you think you'll go or no no i'll be teaching oh, okay. i can't go um but yeah packing work my most hated task same just awful like just making a shadow box for two paintings and like packing them face to face and creating like an enveloping like casing took four oh, hours god, god. Um, with like the AC <sighs> blasting in my studio, but I'm just like sweating bullets. <laughs> well, that's like right before I left on this trip, I had to pack one work. It was for a friend and it was like being picked up in a van. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was pretty safe and it just like took half the day as well. I'm yeah. just like, God, and I'm like trying to do it in an apartment where, you know, you're bumping around into everything. Yeah. No, it sucks. um yeah the best thing that can uh happen as a result of that is that the work never returns to the studio (laughs) (laughs) exactly uh and did you see any other shows in new york lately or i'm scrolling through my photo stream now to see if i have seen something and i forgot but i feel like i haven't Uh, i'm looking Oh, actually, Looking I did. I went to see the show, the 1962, 1964 New York show at the Jewish Museum with Jordan. Oh, nice. Um, it was a rare accomplishment to get him to go to a museum with me. It was that weekend we were supposed to go to Key West and our flight got fucking canceled 30 minutes before we left the God. house at 2.30 a.m. in the morning, mind you. Um, so shout out to Sage, friend of the pod, who we didn't get to see but we will come visit you in september that is that i promise um but yeah so we saw that show the new show at the jewish museum that covers this like two-year span of like uh conceptual art um kind of exploding onto the scene in new york and i gotta say i didn't enjoy that show too much i love Mm. everything a jewish museum does but it was just like not really my thing um except for like one beautiful nancy grossman painting i don't even think i took any pictures i'm still like scrolling through my my photo stream or maybe i did anyways did you see anything interesting not in a while i've just been so busy with the lead up to this trip and Mm -hmm. i haven't gone to the museum here yet yeah i did send you this vaginal tapestry in my friend's house my god (laughs) (laughs) i think it's from the 70s what Um, what is vaginal about it the uh the visuals or the form like these like yarn braids yeah (laughs) feels very like 70s feminist tapestry Mm -hmm. um and i always love that piece uh yeah i'm excited to go to the museum here though the winnipeg art gallery Mm -hmm. 
Uh, it's a beautiful modern building from the 60s, and they just recently added a new wing, right? Uh, which is quite beautiful, and it's like the Inuit Art Center. Mm-hmm. So cool. Uh, there's like a big kind of open glass storage where you can kind of see the entire collection, is there which an, is cool. Uh, is there an outrageous uh, Kusama <laughs> room that depleted the museum's uh, endowment? There isn't, but um, next door is Plugin ICA, where I had a show a few years ago, and they have a Dan Graham pavilion on the roof, and I kind of feel like that depleted their funds. (laughs) (laughs) Because I heard they're not doing well, and um, they are a public organization, so I will peruse their financials later (laughs) to confirm. Can you, like, say something in favor of, can you be an advocate of Dan Graham's work? (laughs) What would be one positive thing you could say about his work? Mm. Uh, I guess it was pivotal work for the moment. (laughs) I would say he looks cute in shorts. He came, he did a talk uh, at my university. That's cute. And he was cute and like had a nice energy. Yeah. Uh, And I think he's a Quaker. Mm -hmm. Is he a shaker? Or am I thinking of someone else? Never mind. I, I just, <laughs> no, I think of Quaker. I just find these shapes or James so... James Terrell the Quaker. Is he? It's one of them. I find his entire like shape language so... Whatever. It's like, it's not my thing. It just doesn't, it doesn't excite me. It does not spark joy. Um, I did see the Lidl... R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P., sorry. I did, I did see the other R.I.P. Lee Zano show at Hauser and Worth. I don't know if it's still up, but Lee Zano is hands down one of my favorite painters. Um, Karma mounted a beautiful show of hers last year, two years ago, I forget. Um, I will say, though, I got there like five minutes before they uh, were closing for the day, and they were just... you. I saw the like irate look at the intern's face when I walked in and I promised them to be really quick. So within <laughs> five minutes, I was able to like scan the Lee Lozano show and the Nicole Eisenman show at the top floor, which was great. Oh, nice. Love her work. Um, yeah, she is what they call at uh, on The Handmaid's Tale a gender traitor. That is the... Uh, that is the term for any queer individuals and you get sent <laughs> to the colonies if they, or they hang you. Oh my God. That's what they do to gender traitors. Oh my God. To anyone who's a slut. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that sums up my exposure to art, which I try to uh, limit because we're on a summer break. Yeah, art is over. So, also like, yeah, it's just uh, you know scanning the Artnet news, like, um, gossip or whatever. It's so boring. Like, it's so boring. It just and then the shows. Yeah, it's like, what are these shows? The shows, the shows that are happening. It's like, oh, this just further reaffirms everything just about the market and. It's just wait, wake me up. I hate when, to play. Wake me up when there's something interesting to look at. The level, like of, even in the, yeah. What were we gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say even in the wet paint column. Yeah. It's like, what are like the hot must-have like coffee table books? And it's like <laughs> the director of Petzl Gallery chimes in. The Emily May Smith, uh, her first monograph. And it's like, oh, oh wow, God. can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm glad your dealer gave their unbiased opinion. Yeah. I just everything's so boring. I did discover discover quote unquote my new favorite artist through Instagram is Seth Becker. Um it's a beautiful makes beautiful small scale like semi semi abstract like figurative paintings that are muted and really intimate and delicate in palette and in emotional range so if look him look him up on instagram that's my recommendation of the month seth becker um i don't know that he oh yeah he's i guess he had a show in that he had a uh painting in that big summer show at venus over manhattan okay 
Amir's Picks. Amir's Picks, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm starting to like re-engage with Instagram because after I, after I, I uh, unfollowed everyone on mass because it was just starting to like rot my brain. I uh, realized they've been shadow. They started shadow banning me. So I s- you were actually shadow banned, yeah. unlike unlike all those people we know that think they're shadow banned. Yeah, <laughs> I'm shadow banned because I'm queer. <laughs> I'm shadow banned because my political opinions are too extreme. <laughs> I went to get my monkeypox shot, uh, dressed in a bonnet and a red gown. Now I'm shadow banned. <laughs> And the Instagram lens detected that visual and shadow banned me. Uh, I only posted a picture of a bleeding vagina. Now I'm shadow banned. Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I started adding up all these people on uh, on Instagram just so I, I'm, I'm a part of the game again. Uh, and that's how well, I... Thank you for not unfollowing me. No, but you've been shadow banned to me for years. Like every no, single time. No, you've been shadow banned too. Like... When I go onto your actual page, I'm like, I didn't see that post. Yeah, and every like, single time I want to forward you a post, I have to like, I have to type in your name so it shows up. No, I know. Like, what is up with that? I know. Um, and let's just say I had a, a very interesting chat with a good friend of the pod who will remain anonymous at Jordan's opening, uh, and she works at said company, and um, I got some interesting insights. But I, I shall not reveal because I don't want to jeopardize her position nor or her. him or they or him or they. Yeah. Um, anyways, check out Seth Becker's work. Beautiful. Any recommendations from you? Um, I watched Mary Me starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson on my flight. I think I watched it on a flight, but like. <laughs> I watched some somebody was watching it like uh row down and I watched it without sound. I think that was it's more than enough. <laughs> well, I'm glad I finally saw it after you unceremoniously did not take me to see it on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um could have been a great birthday activity mm-hmm. on your birthday week. Yeah. <laughs> uh anyway, the plot is completely improbable, but the movie was really sweet and fun, and as the movie went on, he looked less and less like a lesbian, <laughs> so that was nice. Does Maluma come out as gay in the movie? <laughs> Maluma is such a cigarette emoji in that movie. Like, He's such a queen. It's crazy. He needs a feather earring. That's his vibe. Him and Bad Bunny should just get married <laughs> like well at least bad bunny has like an edge to his like he, he has a bit of an edge but yeah i just I mean yeah. bad bunny's ugly maluma's really hot yeah i just can't handle the underbite the aggressive underbite oh. <laughs> um i'm also not a big but, fan of the music i prefer jay yeah. balvin over uh yeah bad bunny. same uh but the movie was really fun. I cried twice. I mean, uh-huh. I was 36,000 feet up, so that does change things. <laughs> but it was fun. And Sarah Silverman was really fun. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you know, I, might, I might have watched it with sound now that you're... Yeah. Um, yeah. She's like the same character in all those movies. Like, that's the same, like, School of Rock character, too. Yeah. Like, She's um, starting to crack, though. Uh, she looked pretty good in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like... Well, I, yeah, I went to see Minions Rise of Gru and enjoyed myself <laughs> thoroughly. I think yes. I mentioned on a previous recording. And then I also went to see Marcel the Shell. Mm. And it was just not for me, so I left halfway. Yeah. Oh. Even though I really love Jenny Slate. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's fun. Um, um, as seen on The Liz Show. Is that, yes. is that The Liz Show? What is it called? Publicity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that should be a whole show of its own. Like, Liz and Liz. It's actually really good. Yeah. Because the re- I, I, gave, I gave the Kroll show a uh, shot. I watched, like, most of the first season. And some of it is really funny, but some of it is just I could live without. But the, the mm-hmm. Liz and Liz skit is just hysterical. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, it's the same like Portlandia. There's some skits that are just, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or storylines or what have you. But 
I mean, the iconic Portlandia skits are so good, like yeah. Feminist Bookstore, etc. <laughs> <laughs> I just would... I wish that, like, what's his name? Was not on Portlandia. Um, the Twin uh, Peaks guy, who I just oh, yeah, truly yeah. Yeah, cannot yeah. stand. I just can't I look at his face. Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. No, but uh, Liz and Liz publicity is just hysterical. Yes. hysterical. Just look it up on YouTube, people, if you've not seen it. Publicity with a Z. Yeah. It's so good. And also Jenny, Sl- <laughs> Jenny Slate's on Girls. She has, uh, she has oh, yeah. a, a fun role on Girls. Also, she was on SNL for like one season. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize like, that. Got fired. <laughs> Jenny Slate SNL. What, um, uh, what season was that on? I can't remember. Um, what else? I watched The Devil Wears Prada on the plane. Yes. You should go see the musical Classic. in Chicago. Okay, a friend went to see it, and he agreed with the New York Post review. It's not ready. <laughs> it's not ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I would go see it. Yeah, but same. Also, like, Elton John's one of the writers, and then the music sucks, is what everyone says. Well, maybe his, his peruke... Maybe his wig's <laughs> too tight. <laughs> too tight. <laughs> That's oh. all. Oh, madame. He's retiring soon. <laughs> I know. Oh. Well, next time I you're... think I saw him on a nude beach in Toronto once. Oh, my God. Uh, well, next time you're in town, we should go see you know, a funny girl. Oh, now that that menace is going to be how does in Le- the lead role. How does Leah Michelle memorize her lines? That's what I want to know. <laughs> uh she has embodied the role she has nothing to memorize she has embodied the role she like she will step on your dead body (laughs) i am actually really excited to go see her in it like we need to do this same Uh, hopefully i'll be there in october and we can do that yeah, I mean, I also I I don't even mind uh, what's her what's her name's departure, uh, Jane Lynch, in oh, like yeah, if that's care. the trade off, I'm totally fine with it because like uh, Edie Finkelstein is just not made for this role. <laughs> no, have you seen those YouTube videos of the rehearsals and there's like musicians behind her wincing? <laughs> it's like uh, it's like that Seinfeld episode with uh, I'm, I'm remembering a couple of episodes. You remember the the beauty the softball and the understudy <laughs> <laughs> or the beauty pageant when kramer Chaperone oh yes the, when she's singing the beauty pageant contestant yeah. and he <laughs> convinces her to like switch from like performing magic to singing a tune and she totally flubs yes. it <laughs> i mean that was basically her but oh no uh, he doesn't he had, doesn't convinces her dissuades her from performing magic it's just george drowns her pitch her Pigeons? pigeons when he yeah throws water out the window <laughs> um yeah because the birds are like cawing all night yeah um but i heard that uh what's her actual name beanie beanie feldman beanie feldman <laughs> uh, <laughs> i heard that her parents and um jonah hill's parents uh were like investors in the musical <laughs> so that kind of really yeah that explains it yeah they should just cast like Adam Lambert or Sam. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Wait, I'm like looking up the cast of Glee, and I'm sure it was just cameos. But like Olivia Newton-John, Phineas. Oh no! Like everyone did a cameo. Like Britney did a cameo. Gwyneth did a cameo. Like right. it was crazy that on that show. Why does he? Why does he uh, only go by Phineas? That's so annoying. Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow did a yeah. had a cameo. Yeah. Uh, and then one of those, one of the main actors was like a pedophile and killed himself or something. Right. Well, uh, Corey, is that, oh no, Corey died of a drug overdose. The one that dated Leah Michelle. And so what's Naya Rivera's story? Oh God. And she died drowning. She was yeah. like on a boat with her child and she drowned. That was Sad. so crazy. And then there was the other one that, you know, the guy, yeah, they're being like a pedophile. Mark and then Selling, think, yeah, and I think he killed himself. Jesus. Right, like that show's cursed. It That's is insane. Cursed. Jonathan, For three people to die. Yeah, 
Jonathan Groff was on the show. The guy from Looking. Oh, oh, love him. You know who else? Uh, like the, the plays a straight guy on Handmaid's Handmaid's Tale. The one of the other gays from Looking. Uh Hand Handmaid's Tale the musical. <laughs> yes. Um, it's funny. With the day I started watching Handmaid's Tale was the same day we. Uh, we studied the very same verse they used to justify the whole the whole shenanigan in uh in exegete class uh, um yeah idina mazel also menzel was also on queen okay now we're totally just boring our listeners okay um alrighty so i guess um let's try to like regroup in a couple of weeks when i'm back from israel yeah, sorry that we've been MIA listeners. I mean, it's a it's a valid summer summer break. Yeah, but it's summer. There's travel. I'm helping my parents move. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to get my shit together. Yeah, I've also I've just was been collapsing. In, you know, I've been in sh- <laughs> I've been in shul every day, so like I honestly yeah. didn't have time for anything. Back back to shul. Back to shul. <laughs> Alrighty, so I'll uh, talk to you soon. Have fun at the lake. Thanks. And uh, yeah, choosy. Have a safe trip. Thank you. Choosy. Bye. Bye.